I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Illinois Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. What's up, folks? Illinois Podcast here again. Man, that was way too Wow, you came in energetic. way too strong. Holy shit. This is not the episode to come in that strong on. Oh, my God. I guess I was, I was like, trying to channel some kind of, like, dumbass yeah. YouTuber voice there for a minute. Uh this isn't Fuck our that. bonus episode where we talk about like the wire or something. This is no. This is not that episode. Uh, but I'm Smith. Oh, I'm Seth. We're we're the Millennials Podcast. We're yeah. here to talk to you about stuff and things that have happened. Uh, so Seth, I want to do a quick check in with you, uh, real quick while, before before we really get started here. Yeah. Um, how are things so far north of here? What's going on up there right now? Uh, I actually. Uh, being a dentist in North Carolina, I don't know a lot about their midterm election um, because I was so fo- I was actually so focused on Georgia's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I literally I actually have no idea of any of the political goings on in North Carolina. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's that's my report. I actually don't know who won any of the elections or who was running or anything. Honestly, I'm a very, very bad citizen of this state. Just so we know, we're not going to do any kind of research here. I'm just going to spout off things that I remember that I've clicked over the past couple of days. Oh, of course. <laughs> I might Google a thing or something. I don't know. It depends on how I feel at the time. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the fucking election. That's the thing, right? That's that's the whole, it's the big thing everyone wants to know about is the, the midterm election. And we're... We were, go- we were hoping to record, like, a, a Wednesday episode, right, where we would, like, come straight in with the hot takes. Uh, we couldn't do that, though. So we're, we got a couple of days to wait. And you know what? It's probably better that we waited. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because things have not gone as they would have appeared on Wednesday in a lot of cases. Um, the uh, uh, A lot of things are still counting votes. You heard about this? You heard what's going on? Uh, yeah, and some, some rightfully so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like here in Georgia, um, they already called it for Brian Kemp, but, but Stacey Abrams is still, has refused to concede, and, because they're still counting votes up in, up in the Atlanta area, which is, you know, her kind of, like, stronghold. So, who knows, right? They, they might, if, 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 if they can get Brian Kemp's vote share down to 49.9, that triggers an automatic runoff. So, December 4th, we'll, we'll go vote again. Um... What do you think would happen, Seth, in the, in the event of a, of a runoff? Ugh. I mean, I would hope that we would be able to... Um, how do I put this? S- stuff any of um, Brian Kemp's attempts at further voter restrictions. Yeah, he did resign as Secretary of State, which he should have done, you know, as soon as he announced his fucking candidacy. Yeah. 
Because for those who don't know, who haven't, who haven't listened or, or, or haven't heard, Brian Kemp was our Secretary of State here in Georgia, and the Secretary of State oversees the elections. So he got to run the election that he was running in. He got to determine all the fucking rules and everything. And some of the things they did were absolutely fucking crazy. Do you see this shit that went down, Seth? I mean, there was stuff like they didn't send power cords for the voting machines to some places where... Um, Predominantly African Americans were going to vote. Snellville, um, yeah. Yes, they did. They did. We talked about the whole thing they did, where they would like offer uh, people who live in low-income housing. They offer them to like have stuff repaired in their house, so they had to be home during election day. Yeah. Um, just to keep them from voting. I mean, it was it was honestly like uh, an onion article after onion article headline of stuff Brian Kemp was doing, but then you realized it wasn't the onion. Oh yeah. And then on the day, also, there was a polling place in Southwest Atlanta, which represented 70,000 people, which had three fucking machines. Yeah, people wait. People waited in line, and some were not allowed to vote. No, they left because they had to go to work and do stuff. What kind of system do we have where you you can wait in line all day and then not be able to vote? It's Dude, it's fucking insane. And... So people fucking just didn't get they didn't get to vote they didn't get to leave they didn't get to do it they they say put time out of their day to go actually vote participate in democratic process as much as we can in, in America and then we're denied the right because and let's and they keep saying oh man I keep seeing this take from people online that I hate so much about this they're like uh, gee shouldn't uh uh the, isn't this a mark against Brian Kemp because he's bad at his job he's not fucking bad at his job that was intentional it was not a fucking accident. Yeah, he's very. He's actually very good at what he's doing, which is trying to let less people vote, and specifically people who vote against him. Exactly. He he strategically denied resources to areas. They found out today there were fifteen hundred voting machines that were locked up in storage here in Georgia and not sent out to plate to polling places. And then there was like they they had some like early voting. They had some um, like Sunday votings. Uh, Polling centers uh, shut down over bullshit reasons because um, Sunday voting is, weirdly enough, um, as the trend goes, uh, a day where a lot of black people like to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, they didn't get to vote. Um, so, yeah, he's just gone through – he gone through. He went through this incredible, um, very, very – I mean, for him, very, very well-planned and uh, executed plan to keep people from voting against him. And here's and also I saw today a lady uh, posted a picture of her mail-in ballot she sent in got returned with a thing so it was undeliverable to the registered address. She used the government pre-approved envelope to send it in. Oh yeah, this is I guess this is a PSA we should do for anybody. If anybody listens to this does live in Georgia, you have until Friday um, to go to the registrar if your ballot was sent back um, and get it officially registered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you had that happen to you, just Make sure you do it by Friday, because your vote matters, and you should get it counted. Yeah, I agree. As much as I as much as much as I harp on electoralism being useless, um, I, I think that the exercise of the right to vote is important, and you should fucking get counted because fuck it, we need to, right? This is where I want to take a stand against um, one of the stupidest takes I've heard on the whole uh, Abrams Kemp thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying. Oh, why won't Stacey Abrams just accept that she lost? Like, oh, whatever, she lost. Obviously, right-wing people are saying this. Um, And to me, 
that would be an entirely fair argument if they wouldn't do the same thing. I promise you, if Brian Kemp lost by like 1%, they would all be like, hey, count all the votes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Make sure all those votes are counted. And they would do the same thing that Abrams is trying to do because it's what you fucking do when you lose an election that's that close, no matter what party you are. Yeah, you don't just, you don't, I mean, like in Florida, Andrew Gillum uh, conceded on Tuesday night because he didn't think he had it. And then more votes were being counted and they had to like unconcede him basically and say, no, this could go, this could go to a, a recount. We could do a runoff maybe. Um, so yeah, it, you, they, they, they would not give one bit of fucking ground on this if they fucking lost. Not, not you think for a, a runoff? You think a runoff should be an actual runoff? Like you have to race? <laughs> yeah, I think we should definitely, you know what we should be? We should fucking triathlon. Just do a triathlon, but it's here in the South, so it should be three legs. Uh, one is going to be uh, skeet shooting, uh, one is mud bogging, and the last one, you got something, Seth? What do you think? Hmm. Let me think. Probably, like, some kind of eating. Like, something specific we we eat. Like, grits. Like, a mm. grits eating competition. All the... Yeah, fuck. All the grits you can eat. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's our, that's our, that's our three legs for the Georgia runoff triathlon for, for <laughs> uh, uh, politicians. Oh, and you have to drink sweet tea the whole time. During all oh, the stages. Sure. You got it. You got it. You can't, you can't not. Um... But yeah, so it's like it's insane that we have to deal with, the, uh, with the, these people are screaming about conceding and, and 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 losing gracefully because they would not do it in a heartbeat. And here's the thing too, is that Brian Kemp currently sits at fifty point three percent of the popular vote in Georgia. Here's what I don't understand: we've known for weeks that voter suppression. We've known what he's been doing. We we and he still rolled it out on election day. Anyways, not not one bit of reporting changed his mind or made him like have to, to slow roll this shit. No, he did it anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And he he still he still only got fifty point three percent of the vote. Okay, if you're going to fucking cheat, cheat big enough to the point where we can't where we can't can't be contested. Yeah, like if you he he's only winning by. Barely a percent. I, um, I hate I hate being ruled by an incompetent uh, cheater. I know it's just, it's just it's disgusting. And I mean, and it, it, if if they if it doesn't work and Kemp wins, you know that the ne- in twenty twenty elections are going to be even even more rigged against against black voters, against uh, 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 urban uh, uh, voting people. Uh, anyone in a city is going to definitely have a hard time voting. Because when I went to vote here in our rural little town, um, for well, I'll tell you this, very different in 16. In 2016, I walked my ass right in there and voted. There was not even really a line. There was a line on Tuesday. Uh, I was out the door across the parking lot of the polling place. Uh, but there were like 20 fucking machines set up to go vote in. Now, why does our little town of like a couple thousand people get... 10 voting machines for this one of two polling places and the place in fucking southwest Atlanta gets three. Yeah. Makes because really he knows where think. his voters are. Exactly. And then I wanted to point out another trend that I saw from this election, specifically, once again, going back to Georgia. Um, something that's actually been a trend uh, a lot lately um, is that white women are overwhelmingly voting for Republican men who are just shitbags. Yeah. And it is, it's good that we're, we have the statistic because I think that um, a lot of white women like to masquerade as if um, 
they they actually care. I guess that's something that's a good word to use. Um, but then when they vote, they re- you realize they don't care, and they vote against what I would consider to be their own interests. What I think that I mean, a lot of these Republicans. I mean, women uh, in Alabama overwhelmingly vote voted for um, the the child rapist guy. Roy um, Moore, yeah, yeah, Roy Moore. That was his name. I mean, it just it goes to show that there's this. Um, there's this weird disconnect between I mean I'm not trying to put all white women in a box, but kind of the image you get from white woman in America is that oh we're like we're we're you know, we're we're trying to think forward and you know, all this stuff. But a lot of them really aren't. Seventy six percent of white women in Georgia voted for Brian Kemp. Yeah. They that hey, that was a higher statistic than white men that voted for him. White men yeah. only did seventy four percent. I would I would say that some of that image comes from like liberals who are trying to claim that oh women you know especially white women and and, and uh, suburban or whatever women are the future of the Democratic Party that women are going to win this back for us. Uh, no, not all women. Not all of them are going to win it back for you, man. Not really. Yeah, they are not that disgusted with Donald Trump and the Republicans. They don't give a fuck. They will vote for white supremacy any day of the week. It's it's actually it's just a really weird disconnect you have. Like sometimes you'll meet like. Like I've met like the, I've met a couple of like um, I'm not gonna put anybody specific out there, but like, people I've met um, through my old job, um, very very nice like very very nice lady. She she's like one of the nicest people I've ever met, and she cares about everybody. But she is a huge Trump supporter, and she um, she def- she defends him like front to back, and it's very jarring to have that those two images put back back to back with each other. Yeah. And it goes to show you that, that uh, uh, things aren't quite so simple as the media would have you believe or, or even just yeah. our own perceptions would have you believe sometimes. Like sometimes our own just like you look at Trump and you think, how could someone support him that is at all remotely a decent human being? And then you just like meet somebody who is like that and you say, well, I still don't have an explanation, but it is true. You know? Yeah. For a long happen. time, like when Trump was, when he was first on his campaign, I think a lot of the reason a lot of people thought that he was never going to win is that, you know, if you watch any TV show like Saturday Night Live or, you know, any of those late night shows, they always depicted the Trump supporter as this crazy person. So you were like, oh, there's only so many crazy people in the world. They're not going to all, like, if they all vote for Trump, you know, he still can't win. And then you, like, after a while, once the real election started getting there, you realize more people supported him than you thought. They weren't all just these crazy people. They were just regular people who were sitting right next to you. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. There, there is a definite crazy portion of his supporters. He's like the oh, Q I mean, sure. cultists, um, that guy, those kind of, and, and the alt right Trump people. militia. Yeah, those people are fucking crazy as shit. But it's regular ass motherfuckers, especially amongst like the middle to upper class, like white guy or white person, uh, like so, like a uh, ur- like urban or or suburban person who just fucking suck politically. Yeah, it's 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 just it's very jarring when you realize that people can support Trump. Like, people in our own family are that way. People who are unassuming, I, w- I would say. Yeah. You know, and you've known them your entire life, and all of a sudden you're like, wait, why do you, how would you support this? And you're like, I mean, I know why now people support him. It's not all for the same reason. It's not all white supremacy. People do, people uh, make fun of the idea of economic anxiety, but that is a factor for some people. 
And he really is. Their lives did not get better under Obama. And they thought, well, fuck it. I'll vote for the crazy outsider guy. Maybe maybe he'll shake something up and it'll change things. Yeah. And which, in all honesty, if you were voting with your economic interest in mind, neither, neither vote would have been right. No, not really. Not, not, not at all. Hillary wasn't going to fix your life economically either. I was talking uh, to uh, the guy, uh, Marcus, the guy who makes our art for this show the other night, and he was like, yeah, if it, he didn't vote in 2016. And he said, if I had voted, I probably would not have voted for Hillary Clinton or for Trump. Um, Slipped it blank, because what are they going to do for me, you know? And he's right. He's not wrong. Damn, that's very well-spoken. I mean, no offense to our boy Marcus, but probably the most well-spoken thing he's ever said. <laughs> But he's not alone, though. Like forty-seven percent of America didn't even fucking didn't even make an attempt to vote. Yeah, which is appalling. But like, think about it. It's not their fault they didn't vote, right? It's the fault of the party. Uh, well, I, I would say the Democratic Party, but also the Republicans, I guess, in some way, to not turn these people out, to not offer them something to make them come vote. And I mean, of course, there are folks who are, who are who are been disenfranchised, like felons and whatnot. And there are folks who can't do it because of, like, economic concerns. They can't drive over there. They can't get time off work. I get all those reasons, too. But there are some people who just did not make the time to go vote because they they, they, they do not see how politics will materially affect their lives. I think you need to Google what turn someone out means. Uh, that's the term they usually use for voting. Is it something for different? Turnout, yes. But to turn someone out is, like, turn you out? That means something very specific. You should look it up. Okay, if I misspoke, I will, I will, next week I'll retract yeah. my statements. I'll issue a public apology to the Lineal Nation. In the words of uh, Danny McBride from um, Vice Principals, it's when um, they, they make you bite down on a textbook and then fuck you. Oh, okay. Well, until you're turned out. Interesting. Did not know yeah. that. I'll file that away for future use. Um, but I do have some news for you, Seth, from your neck of the woods, North Carolina, actually. Oh, God. Uh, one of your elections was pretty interesting this last time. Uh, so in North Carolina, they, they elect Supreme Court judges for your Supreme Court yes. in North Carolina. And the Democrat won, which now makes their bench 5-2 uh, Democrats to Republicans. Yep. Um, which is going to be instrumental in 2020 for when the court cases come in before that to uh, undo the gross gerrymandering North Carolina's experienced where a, a, a state that is largely becoming liberal is being suppressed uh, by the government by drawing these crazy districts that favor conservatives over over liberals. And so, I mean, look, look at a congressional map sometime of, of fucking North Carolina. Oh, no. Yeah, really, you guys should. I, I looked at it before the election, and it's actually crazy. I mean, I mean, I, I, honestly, right now there are a couple of, like, really big, like, liberal and, like, uh, blue centers on the map, especially like Charlotte. Um, but I mean, it's it's a lot more liberal than you think. Like North Carolina is actually a lot more liberal than you'd think it would for where it's located. But you look at that map and you realize just how much they have fucked over this state. Yes, yeah, because it's because a lot of like tech companies have moved there, right, and sort of attracting uh, younger people to the to the state. Yeah, Charlotte especially is fucking littered with fucking tech companies and fucking. Just disgusting ass programmers. <laughs> so, 
Also, I just want to point out, for anyone who's listening who who is a hardcore Marxist-Leninist like me, and you're like, Smith, Seth, how could you be talking about liberals and saying they're better than conservatives or whatever? Listen, all right? You can clip this part out of the show right here, put it on YouTube. I don't give a shit. This is Ben, add it to the theme song. (laughs) This is our official stance on liberals, okay? And liberalism, all right? It's not good, folks. It's bad. We don't like liberals or liberalism, and it sucks that they're the, they're the, the second biggest ideology in America, okay? That's terrible. But, but, and this is the important part, liberals will always be easier to defeat than conservatives because they are weak and they are unwilling and unable to answer the problems the world is facing. Conservatives, they will answer those problems with violence. So I'd much rather face liberals and conservatives in the coming war. Yes, so conservatives will fight the problems by at making the problems worse. Yeah, liberals will roll over and let you turn them out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as we get enough socialists and there's all those liberals, we will have them biting on textbooks for years. Okay, and we will push a socialist wave on top of them. They won't even know what fucking hit them. And also, also. Uh liberals are basically in most cases if they're poor if they're, if they're lower income they are one bad day away from being open to the idea of socialism and marxist thought i'm not kidding you and this goes for poor conservatives too but it's harder to get through to them because we don't generally associate with conservatives i know that we have a problem in our lives where we're so bubbled and and, and separated off but one fucking bad day, whether that be uh, uh, 11-9 in 2016 or it be the day you get fired and have no fallback from your job, every single liberal is susceptible to this. And it will happen at some point to them if, you, if we work hard yeah. enough to, to, to do this. They're like teenagers and marijuana, okay? <laughs> they're going to they're, they're gonna try it, okay? You can't keep it from them. You can't keep socialism away from them. No, not at all. And I have good news on that front when it comes to electoralism. Uh, a lot of races that were state level and not national level that did not get a lot of attention on Tuesday turned out very well for progressives. Um, we had a lot of D- DSA victories, especially in Philly. Philly turned out a lot of DSA people. Uh, I keep saying turned out. God, I'm saying it. Um <laughs> It, but uh, uh, there were some victories up in New York as well. The, uh, yeah. the, the this against liberals, conser- uh, pr- uh, progressives won. They broke up this big like a uh, cartel of uh, of I guess what you probably call conservative Democrats that were holding a stranglehold on New York. They broke that up and and, and beat that. Uh, yeah, down, they turned them out. <laughs> down in Texas, did you see what happened in Texas? I can't even imagine what happened in Texas. Did I? Like, did like. Did a guitar win a seat on the <laughs> Supreme Court? It was a bottle of Jim Beam, actually, with oh, a cowboy hat hanging from of the side course. of it. I can get behind him. Uh, no, it was uh, uh, Houston, Texas. Rather becoming a very, very big and very important city in Texas, uh, also very liberal in its in its outlook. Uh, progressive slate of judges wiped out. Every single one of the GOP judges in the city, 60 seats filled by progressive judges. Wow. You want to hear how badly owned the GOP was in this? How badly? The next day, a juvenile court judge who showed up to work after being told he was going to lose his job in January literally processed like a hundred teenagers in one day. Every single one of them, he just said, do you plan to kill anybody? If they said no, he let them go. 
Damn. He said the voter. He said this is what the voters want. Apparently, it's efficiency. I'll give him that. We should reconsider him. That's what we do want. Is actually is to let let the fucking teenagers go with a warning. Fuck you. Yeah. And also, that's a that's a good process because if one of those teenagers says yes, you found somebody who shouldn't be back in society. That is true. That is true. Who is like like the easiest question you can ever ask my judge is do you plan on killing anyone? You just say no. No matter what, if you and if you and your mind take that easy softball question and say yes, we we know we got a dud. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good good process right there. A good way to weed them out. Um, I know this isn't really like a, a, a so much a progressive thing, but it is an interesting note. Um, well, she is a progressive, uh, and I I hate that I can't think of her name right now. I'm very sorry, but uh, uh, so you know Keith Ellison, right, up up in Michigan. Yeah. He ran for state attorney general. He won. He's he's attorney general of the state of Michigan now. Nice. But his seat was up for re-election, and uh, the lady who ran for it was actually a Muslim uh, from uh, Somalia. She was an immigrant from Somalia, and she won. Wow. So actually, during that last this last night, two uh, uh, Muslim American women won uh, their elections, and. I just want to say that it is going to be extremely funny when Mike Pence has to swear them in uh, on on Quran. That's going to be extremely uh, funny. Yeah, I, lo- I love that that uh, mental image that we all have now. Can't speak to their to their bona fides or anything of what they're going to do, but it is just extremely funny to think that, that Mike Pence, horsefucker in 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 chief, will have to hold a Quran in one hand and, and swear them into office. That's very funny. Oh, also in uh, some local election news for a place I've never lived, Harris County, Georgia, had an interesting thing happen where I believe for their court or whatever they had fifteen. Um, uh, black woman judges run for positions in Harris mm-hmm. County. Every single one of them won. Nice. So nice. Uh, big big ups to Harris County for being able to uh, let that happen. Also, you have um, here in Georgia again. GA six was Lucy McBath. Did you hear about this race and what happened? I mean, okay, so I've heard that there's like a documentary about Lucy McBath and like something about her son. Yeah. Um, and then I know that um, her opponent conceded. Well, I didn't know much about Lucy McBath. I got emails from her for months because um, when I when I uh, donated to somebody, I guess my my name got passed to her as well. I didn't really read her emails because I was like, ah, oh, Georgia six. She's not gonna fucking win that because that's the seat that Tom Price vacated when he went up to to to, to Washington. By the way, uh, speed run to get kicked out of the Trump administration. Tom Price number one. Go Georgia. Did he really get number one? Two hundred forty-two days, baby, and kicked out. Wait, that's <laughs> the lowest. Yeah, two hundred forty-two days is the is the, fa- is the fastest someone got kicked out of the Trump administration. I thought Steve Bannon was faster than that. He's not an officially appointed position. Though. Oh, I guess that's true. I guess that's um, true. So uh, back when that happened, we all remember the race between Karen Handel and John Ossoff. Uh, for those who don't know, John Os- Ossoff was the result of a secret government experiment to clone uh, White Obama. And they airdropped him in, uh, they, they halo jumped him in uh, from space uh, into GA06 with a bold, progressive, a bold, progressive vision of America where we're going to consolidate the data centers and we're going to, we're going to find out where every cent is being spent on bolts and, and nuts in the Noah's Harry 
to really appeal to the people, right? Well, that motherfucker got destroyed in the election. Handel uh, easily won that election. And they, they returned John Ossoff back to the lab for disassembly and, and study <laughs> to, to figure out how we can do it better next time. That's how we... <laughs> Uh, that's how we got Beto O'Rourke, by the way, in Texas. He was the next Mark II white Obama clone. Okay, but, is that how you say his fucking name? I've heard Beto and Beto, and I like Beto better. I've always said Betty. Betty? It's, it's B-E-T-O. B- no, it's B-E-T-E O'Rourke. No, it's B-E-T-O. It's short for Roberto. I don't know. I think Anyways... So Karen Handel is up against Lucinda Bath, who is a virtual unknown, but the reason you've heard about her, I think, Seth, is that her son was shot at a gas station over a dispute uh, about listening to his music too loud in his car. Somebody literally yeah. just fucking murdered him. And so Bath ran on a, on a gun control platform. Now, here's the crazy part. She ran in Georgia on a gun control platform. As a black woman. As a black woman, and I don't know what the fuck happened, but in the last week of polling before the, before the uh, the election happened, she went up from like twelve percent to thirty six percent, and then the day before the election, she was in a dead heat in the polls. I don't know what occurred to change people's minds on that scale, but they fucking did, and then she won against all fucking odds. Yeah, that's dope. I think she, she won. She won by like two thousand votes or something like that, and Handel conceded. And I, I dude, I don't. Know, I, I mean, how do you win in Georgia on a fucking gun control platform? Yeah, I mean that's 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 big right there. That's like Eugene V. Debs, socialist, getting two percent of the vote from prison. Yeah, definitely. that's pretty impressive. And the other thing was that, like, people look at her, you think people look at her, her, her area and they oh, North Georgia. But, I mean, most of that part of the of, of Georgia is rural area filled with, you know, generally going to be white people. Yeah, so, I think people, people who aren't from here think that North Georgia is, like, or everything north of Atlanta is just like Atlanta. But that's really not true. Atlanta is the middle of the state. And it's very different. It's very, you know, a lot of Democrat, liberal stuff there. But above and below it is very much the Georgia that you should know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until you hit, like, Savannah, in which case you get another yeah. rise in liberals again. But North of Atlanta, there are five total people in Georgia. And they hold, they hold all the power <laughs> up there. Okay? Their and vote you- is, like, 50% of Georgia. Well, oh yeah, and uh, and don't forget the next thing you hit in North Georgia is fucking Tennessee. So let's let's all temper expectations of what's yeah. happening up in North Georgia. You going through Dahlonega, boy? You ain't seeing no fucking <laughs> they ain't flying any goddamn uh, LGBTQ flags up there. There were no Bernie stickers in Dahlonega. No, fuck no. Uh, but yeah, so uh, some interesting stuff. But I, I want to point out one of the great big womp womp moments of this election. Did you hear what happened with Scott Walker? No. Uh, Scott Walker is a paste-eating mutant from Wisconsin who has literally, for the past 26 years, eaten the same two ham and cheese sandwiches every day, Seth. Every day. All right? This from his it's book. Almost impressive. It almost is, yeah. Uh, he lost his governorship re-election. Uh, and here's the thing. He, he came into fucking Wisconsin... Uh, and destroyed that state's labor uh, 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 entire movement. Like, he broke up the teachers' unions and the firemen's unions. That was the one that when they went to vote for, the Democrats literally fled the state 
and to, so they couldn't get quorum, and the sergeant at arms had to like, just, like send the fucking state troopers to, to haul the, the Democrats back into the fucking uh, building. Which, hey, you know what? Good on Democrats, right? One good thing they did was that. That's actually kind of like a baller move. Yeah. Well, okay, so he lost, and he lost his election. He put up a, uh, a law while he was in office. He, he got it passed and approved where if you lose an election by more than 1%, there is no recount. You're just automatically done. He lost by 1.15%. That is an ironic way to go. Fucking owned, dude. Owned by your own law. That's a fucking Chuck Tingle book right there. Pounding the ass by my own legislation that I passed. Chuck Tingle, man. And uh, and then in Kansas, against all fucking odds, no one expected Chris Kobach, the governor, got fucking uh, kicked the fuck out of the governor's mansion uh, by a woman who just, uh, uh, I mean, she worked her fucking ass off to do this. And, I mean, it's Kansas. When did they last have a Democrat? I don't know if there's ever been a person who was a Democrat in Kansas. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently Chris Kobach, uh, he, he was the, the hand-chosen successor to Sam Brownback, who basically destroyed the state through using, uh, uh, through like cutting every single social program there possibly could be. And so people were fucking angry at him and at Kobach, and they fucking showed it, and they kicked his ass out. So I feel like if you're a politician, you either have to have a really weird name or a really boring name. Oh, yeah? There's, like, no in-between. Mm-hmm. There's, like, Scott Walker. Pretty regular name. And then there's, like, whatever you just said, Yousef Brownback or something. Like, what? <laughs> Sam Brownback, yeah. Either way, Brownback? Like, you don't meet... Every day you don't meet somebody whose last name is Brownback. You meet people named Walker all the time. You know how and all then, our names had origins back in the ancient times? Where did Brownback yeah. come from? Yeah. What, what's going on with Brownback? What did you... What did your people do yeah. back in the day? Um... I actually did see today that there was a guy, I can't, I don't remember what part, what role he played in the whole Trump investigation, but he got, like, arrested or something, or he uh, uh, rolled over on somebody. His name was uh, uh, Mark Pecker. That's funny. Like, to, to go through life with the name Mark Pecker, you have to be an, either an extremely powerful person, or, like, the wimpiest dude ever. High school this was not really fun a, for you. This reminds me of a scene from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. When uh, Andy Samberg and Craig Robinson are talking, not that's not the names on the show. That's the names of the actors. Um, and Craig Robinson's character is like, "Yeah, I voted this year." And there's a guy who ran for my in my district named Ed Breakfast. I voted for him because he had because he had a cool name. And then later in the episode, Andy Samberg's like, "Think about Ed Breakfast," and he was like, "Ed Breakfast is a bad guy. He got in office and immediately had a sex scandal." <laughs> it's like. <laughs> The, you just vote for somebody because of their name, which I guess that's not a ter- terrible idea, but it kind of is. That's how that fucking crazy dude Robert Morrow won in Texas. He, he he thought to himself, I'll also run as a Republican, and they'll vote for the first name on the list. They don't give a shit. It's alphabetical order. I'm before the other guy who's in my district, and I'll win. And he did. And he was an insane anime pillow fucker guy. He was crazy as shit. He was it's gotta right. be good. It's gotta be good. Like when he like has to go to like work every day, and they all know that he like fucks his own pillow. He has like a fucking hole in his pillow that he fucks. It's gotta be kind of fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, it's but true. also funny. They, the Republicans deserve it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
But yeah, and, and hey, you know what? I, I long for the days of people like Robert Morrow and Ed Breakfast where the worst thing that they were doing was a sex scandal. Oh, please, bring me back to that. Yeah, back it's when they would, like, catch, uh, like, anti-LGBT congressmen with, like, male prostitutes. Like, th- bring me back those days. Instead of what we have now, which is Steve King won his re-election in Iowa. And Wait, he is a author? No, a different guy. Uh, Stephen King is not is not happy with this, but the guy Steve King is a literal fucking Nazi. I'm not even joking right now. He went to Auschwitz a couple of months ago on a tour, and then he went and met with a prominent, I think, Hungarian neo-Nazi group because he wanted a second opinion on the Holocaust. Hmm. It's like when you go to the doctor and then you go back home. People are like, you should get a second opinion. Maybe you don't actually have, you know, Lyme disease. You go see a homeopathic uh, uh, doctor. You go see Crazy Craig down in the fucking holler for your fucking medical, your second opinion. Uh, you got demons in your head, boy. Don't worry, we'll get those out with the fucking trepanning machine. Like, how does that conversation go? Is it like, this Holocaust thing? What, you think it happened? <laughs> like, what? Come on, let's be real. Like, let's think about it pragmatically. Like, did it happen? And they, they both should have said, yeah, 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 it did. But I guess that's not what happened. Steve King wants to know, are we sure it was six million? If it was, it doesn't matter if it was one. If they were killed because they were Jewish, it's a problem. <laughs> he, I mean, and he got re-elected, dude. That was not enough to sink him. That's how fucking stupid, or maybe not stupid, but I don't really have a better word for it. People in Iowa are to re-elect this motherfucker. Yeah, like what has he? What what could? What amazing thing could this man have done for the state where they'll overlook that? That's the thing. They actually went and looked. He has literally only co-sponsored one bill his entire time in office, and he didn't even get passed. Wow. So he doesn't he have to do any work at all. He just has to not believe in the Holocaust, and he gets reelected. Just be a fucking giant Nazi and and post things on Twitter like we can't repopulate our country with other people's babies. What does that mean? He's talking about immigrants. Like, letting, letting refugees come here from Somalia and stuff. Damn. So what does he mean by other people? Who are who are other people in America? You know, a, a country, a, a multinational uh, uh, ethnic identity uh, a place where uh, all kinds of people live. Who are other people, Steve King? Yeah. And didn't, I mean, like, this meme gets passed around all the time, but, like, why is it that all these... Like there's a bunch of people from America who are forgetting that we were all immigrants at one point. We came to this country. We we took it away from people who already lived there, and we are the immigrants. So that this weird slant against immigrants is just entirely anti-American. Oh, uh, you know what's funny, by the way, uh, to divert from election stuff for a second. Uh, yeah. a tre- trending gamer, a uh, boogie, a uh, uh, boogie fourteen eighty eight. Over here. That's how much he weighs, by the way. Oh! Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure no one's made that joke before, so I'll be the first fucking one. Oh, man. Uh, I'll be so glad when his fat little fucking heart gives out and he finally fucking dies. Yeah. Uh, But did you see him his most recent uh, big Twitter flub? Is is there something worse than what he said about the Holocaust? No, dude. This is not worse, but it's just his newest. He said uh, he 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 posted a picture of all the signatures on the Declaration of Independence, and said something about 
imagine that a country where people who had different opinions could come together and and work to to make things better for each other. These these dumb centrist idiot assholes, and just being sarcastic, you know, obviously, and. People and then he said like, uh, oh yeah, and then for the next two hundred years we all work together in a bipartisan way to make things better for the country. And it's like, we fought a fucking civil war. Yeah, like we we literally got torn apart at the seams at one point. <laughs> and he said that the founding fathers made a country where anyone, regardless of their of their uh, uh, skin color or sexual identity, could live equally. No, they fucking didn't. What fucking history book did Boogie read? They owned slaves! What are you talking about? And a lot of them ended up killing each other later on in fucking yeah. duels! <laughs> it's... What... I don't know what happened to this this Boogie guy over the past... That's where he just had to become the fucking dumbest centrist in the fucking universe. Um... I, mean, I don't. I, I don't like telling people to like not get political because like, you know, one time that happened to LeBron James and I got very upset about it. But like Boogie, if you're that fucking dumb, maybe you just stick to video games. No, no. I'm, I say, I say, be political. Let I me mean, know yeah, what you now think. Now I know not to like him. And yeah, exactly. Fucking stupid. Let me know what it is you think so I can more accurately judge whether or not you're worth yeah. my time. And the next time he makes one of those, oh, I've lost weight videos, I'll actually be angry instead of happy for him. <laughs> oh my god, dude. And I, I I, can't even think of the dumb other dumb shit he was saying. But he deleted the tweets because he was so embarrassed by how much he got old. Yeah, because how much of a fucking retarded that is. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh man. My god. Um, so yeah, he's a real fucking, uh, 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 piece of shit, and no one should like him, and also we should gulag all the gamers. If you describe yourself as a gamer, if that's, if that's one of the things we are like, hey, what kind of person are you? And one of the first things you say is gamer, we throw your ass in a fucking work camp. I'm so glad you said this. I have a big complaint. Okay. About society. I hate when I meet someone, and they're like, oh, I like anime. Not because I hate anime, but because anime isn't, like, one specific thing. That's That's what I'm saying. Hey, I like all TV shows, regardless of their genre or quality. I like movies. Yeah. I'm a... I like every movie that's ever been made, regardless (laughs) of its quality, content, genre, or any kind of relevance. Anime cannot be your identity. Okay? (laughs) I'm so, I'm so fed up. And then, and the thing is, though, I have met, I used to live with a guy. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I used to live with a guy who was that guy. He would watch every anime. Like, it would be a Saturday. I would be doing whatever. I'd be watching some Netflix yeah, show. Yeah, doing, doing cool, cool like, like racing motorcycles and fucking girls. Yeah, that was exactly. Seth, that was Seth Saturday. Shit. And then we wouldn't see him for, like, ten hours. He'd come out and we'd be like, what happened? He's like, I just watched, like, every episode of this anime. And then, like, he explains the plot to it. I'm like, oh, so, like, was it good? He's like, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Every weekend he would watch, like, a whole anime. Like, every episode. And he would watch every one that came out. And I don't understand how you just so indiscriminately just watch everything from this certain subset of media. I don't understand it. 
So I watched every episode of Chewy Chewy Magical Kingdom Burst EX, and it was not great. That might be the name of one of the shows he watched. <laughs> like, and then, like, some of them, like, they all had the same, like, there were so many animes that had the same exact plot as Sword Art Online. Uh-huh. And there was, like, 30 of them, and he watched all of them. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Imagine how destroyed your brain would be if you watched every TV show on American television right now. Yeah, you'd be so fucking, you'd be fucked up beyond recognition. <laughs> you wouldn't even be human anymore if you watched all that television. It's not possible. Oh, oh so but yeah. I'll also have some side good news real quick. Okay. Um, it's, it's probably temporary good news, but we'll bask in it while we can. So mm-hmm. I may have discussed this before in the podcast, but uh, in, in NBA news, um, at the beginning of the season... Uh, the Golden State Warriors seized the means of production within the NBA and basically made a team that, by all uh, definitions of the word, is basically unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, within the first two weeks uh, of the season, Steph Curry set the record for most threes made in a game at 13. The next Damn. week, his teammate, Clay Thompson, broke that record by scoring 14 threes in a game. Oh, shit. Um so they've been uh, they've been they've been basking in the scoring revolution that is the NBA. But last night they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks by twenty points, thanks to my boy Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Um. So yeah, they actually they lost. They, this is the second game they've lost, but this is the, the first game they only lost by two points. This one was actually like a legit win by the Milwaukee Bucks and it shows that maybe there is a way to stop the Golden State Warriors if we're lucky. So this guy, this Greek freak guy, he's good? Oh yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo is my boy. He's beside, behind like LeBron James and a couple of like legacy players. He's probably my favorite guy. And he's uh yeah, he's he's a fucking madman. He's like 7 foot tall and his wingspan is like 13 feet. He can just do insane fucking dunks, and he's just a he is a, such a physical player. Yeah, he's he's wild. Hey Seth. Hey Seth. What's up? Hey Seth, do you think that do you think that Slender Man will be good at basketball? There is actually a player on the Lakers who is nicknamed Slender Man. Oh shit! Really? God. Yeah. His name is Brandon Ingram. He's also seven foot tall, and he weighs probably fifteen pounds. Oh my god! And he is the slenderest man I've ever seen. But he's good at basketball. So, he's yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Whenever he so dunks, we, people say Slender Man. So we don't know that Slender Man would be good, but he would probably be a, a, a competitor at least. I think that Slender Man would probably throw some wrenches in the game of basketball. <laughs> Mostly because Dude. like Slenderman's whole thing is you're like not supposed to always know where he is, but in basketball there's always supposed to be five guys on the court from each team, so like he can't like just hide all the time. <laughs> Seth, let's remake Airbud with Slenderman. Yeah, like or um or it's like Space Jam, but it's, uh, instead of Looney Tunes, it's like dumb creepypasta horror people. Oh my god, hell yes, dude. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Oh shit! I'm imagining I'm imagining a new picture of Slenderman where he's wearing he's wearing a, ba- a basketball uniform and it's it's pretty it's pretty dope actually. Yeah. And the, the you just see the, the the ref being like, "There's no rule says the supernatural creature can't play basketball." Yeah, so. they're, they're like on the sidelines. Like it's like I love how in like movies, like especially with sports, when they're like reviewing the rules, 
it's like in the middle of the game as if people don't like you know who's gonna play for a team months before the game starts and if there was a problem they would know but in the movies it's always like wait a minute we gotta check the rules and then so in modern obviously if this was a modern day movie the ref would pull out his cell phone or his ipad or something and have the rule book on it he would control f for slenderman find no results and say i think it's fair (laughs) do you think that the nba has like rules against like if we found an actual superhuman like if they could play or not I would say exact same thing, dude. What if the Flash was real? Could he play basketball? Yeah, or could oh, Flash? Like, could he run track? You know, that's true. <laughs> like, it'd probably be better use of him. Even though, I mean, any sport he would be absolutely unstoppable in, no matter what. Could Superman play football? But yeah, like, exactly. Like, if somebody could fly, would they be able to play basketball? <laughs> is this legal? I've actually always this is a an idea I've had before for a. Uh, like a short film or a movie or something. It'll be very bad. It'd be like something that would like be a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is an idea. And if anybody wants to write this, you can steal it from me. It's not mine anymore. But I want to like – so there's this kid who's like on his middle school basketball team. And he's like not the best player, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of – he's a little – he's kind of tall. So they want him on the team because you just need like a, t- like a big man on the, on the court. Um, so they keep him around even though he's not all that talented. They're trying to train him. Um, he develops superpowers, mainly that he can fly. Okay. So then he decides that instead of a revealing that he can fly, like, you know, miles in the sky and do whatever, he decides to keep it under wraps and just use it to become better at basketball. Like, just use it to, like, dunk. Like, now he's, like, an eighth grader who can dunk. And it's like, oh, man, how do you stop this guy? But he, and he never tells people about his power. Isn't that kind of, like, a cool idea? That's a, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'd definitely watch that movie. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's my idea. So if somebody out there wants to write it, just give me the credit and all the money that you get, and I'll be cool with it. That's all <laughs> I want. No, we got to do a thing in a Netflix original TV show. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do 13 episodes. Uh, we'll do a second season, which won't be as good, and then it'll get canceled. And also, be- if anybody out here wants to, um, like, come on the show and talk about your ideas for your great stuff, you can do it because I don't think anyone listens. So like, no. you, can, you can just throw this out in the air and it'll never get stolen from you. Now that's, that's the Chappelle to our, so our many, many millions of overseas listeners who, All that. Uh, who love our show. If in a year I see a Netflix original with that fucking idea, I am fucking coming for the 10 people who listen to this. Yeah. I'm finding true. your IP addresses and I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so, there were a couple more interesting electoral things that happened. Not really with candidates so much as it was uh, ballot measures. Did you hear what happened in Florida with the uh, the felon thing? Oh yeah, they they like now like one point two million extra people can vote now, which which constitutes you get get ready for this fucking statistic. Sixty percent of the black men in Florida just got reenfranchised. Wow, that is a terrifying statistic. It really fucking is, dude. What the fuck is wrong with America? The fuck is wrong with Florida? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean America's yeah. bad too, but Florida, I guess there's something going on there. If over half of your fu- the population of black males have been to prison, what the fuck is going on down there? I mean, we know. I, it's a rhetorical question. We understand what is happening. Yeah. But it's still an incredible number to think about. Oh my god, dude. And then, in Missouri, where Claire McCaskill, who... Uh, Claire McCaskill was a Democrat, uh, blue dog, who rode the Obama wave into office a couple years ago 
Uh, pretty unusual for Missouri to have a Democrat, but, you know, like I said, she, she wrote Obama's coattails and managed to make it in office. And ever since then, she's been kind of embattled because it's, it's fucking Missouri. Um, so she went down in the Senate. She, she lost her race, and, and a Republican took the Senate seat back for, uh, for Missouri. But they did pass a ballot measure to raise the minimum wage $12 an hour, which she opposed. What if instead of Claire McCaskill, it was Claire McAsshole? <laughs> Clear McAsshole. There we well, go. I don't want to step on anybody's territory with that joke, but it had to be made. <laughs> Clear McAsshole went down hard. She sucked. She ate shit. Uh, but I mean, think about it. In in places where where uh, right wing Democrats are losing, extremely left wing ballot initiatives are winning. Yeah. It just tells you that left-wing policies are popular with the average person. People love that stuff. They go, they go, they go to bat for it. They want it, and they want people who will represent leftist ideas. It's true. It's like the thing I hope the Democrats take away from this 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 whole thing. I know again we're engaging electoralism. Fuck you. It's, this is like this. Is, imagine I was talking about if I like sports, what I hope my favorite sports team does next for the next season. Okay. Like, what they could change. This is, this is what we're talking about, essentially. I hope the Democrats take away the lesson that people do not want diet Republicans. They do not want a slightly less right-wing version. One that's kinder and gentler than the original one. Okay? Yeah, they don't want the off-brand. Exactly. They want name-brand Republican... Mm, they want to oomph with that fucking hot dick from the Republicans just fucking us right in the ass. That's what they want. They want that or they want an actual, real alternative. They're not going to buy generic. They want an alternative. Okay? And we have got, the Democrats have got to provide that. They have got to start putting up. The left wing has got to fucking shank the centrists in the back and take over the party because they will continue to lose if they do not learn this fucking lesson. America is incredibly polarized, like probably the most polarized has been since like the Civil fucking War, and you've got to get on board with that. If you don't, you're doomed. Yep. I think that's a good message to leave it on for the week. Oh, you think we're done? I think we are. Unless you got some extra. I did. I did want to talk about something actually. Right, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> so there is uh, 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 there's two things I want to talk about. First of all, um, I just said my whole spiel about Democrats need to change on election night. On election night, as it was turning out to look like the Democrats are going to win the House and that they, they, they were going to they were going to take back control, Nancy Pelosi said, "We are not going to go after the Republicans they went, the way they went after us, and we are going to seek bipartisan solutions to our problems." Fuck that. Fucking boo. Yeah, get off. Get off the stage. Nobody fuck foe out of here with that shit. Nobody wants this. Fuck off. Bipartisan? I mean, but we supposed to have bipartisan, you know, bipartisan solutions. My fucking dick, my dick hole closes up. My butthole shrivels. Yeah. I, I hate get, it. I derect. <laughs> And, and also, uh, in keeping with this, so so Nancy Pelosi is the, is is likely going to be Speaker of the House. I don't think the left wing of the Democratic Party has it together to oppose her. So she'll probably be the fucking Speaker of the House. In the Senate, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, uh, good old Chuck, right? You remember Chuck Schumer? Uh, yeah. I saw this little great thing. Seth, you'll love this. 
uh, uh, quote from some article that I don't really care what the name of it was. Uh, candidates for a job in Schumer's office should expect two things in the interview process. First, Schumer may ask you your SAT scores. No need to ask him. He'll offer that he aced them. Second, he will quiz you about where various senators fall on an ideological spectrum from zero, most conservative, to 100, most liberal. It's important to know that there is a correct answer for Schumer. It's 75. Quote, That's by design, said a former Schumer staffer who spoke on the condition of anonymity to candidly, uh, to talk, talk candidly. He really needs everyone to know that he's right in the center of his party. It's an image thing, but it has the benefit of also probably being true. What? Okay, I'm going to use a, a new internet term. Okay. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> the, fact that you, the fact that you were like, I'm... On a scale of 0 to 100, conservative or liberal, I'm 75. What a weird thing to try to flex about in your interview process. I'm right in the middle, baby. Yeah. No one I hates am, me, no I one am loves a me. standard. I am. I am the... I'm not the most expensive one. I'm the, barely the least expensive one. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> and the other thing I want to talk about real quick, this is, this is a short one, is something that we need to do at some point, maybe when you when you're back in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, I think we might have a new leftist movie series set that we need we need to look into. Really? And I need you to hold on with me for a second because you're not going to believe the words are about to come out of my mouth. All right. Uve Ball's Rampage series. I am in. Have you heard about these movies? Yes, and I've seen like half of the first one. I think. <laughs> The first one not, is not quite so 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 interesting to me. It's 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 a it's a very weird movie about, about a mass shooter. It kind of it, it it's very it did not age well in my opinion as more yeah, and more mass shooters started to happen. But the second one, which I have not seen, but I've read the plot synopsis, is very different, Seth, because apparently it involves the same guy from the first movie who escaped uh, capture and also escaped death by framing someone else for for, for, for the murders he committed. Uh, buys a bunch of guns and ammo and armors himself up and goes out to do another rampage, uh, title of fucking movie, and realizes that uh, uh, the small town that he's in or whatever is empty or something, so he can't go kill anybody there. So he goes to the big city, has a big thing where he attacks a TV station, blows it up, kills a bunch of people. But he does this because he, he is tired of the corruption and the rot in America, and he has identified the people responsible for this as being the rich. Damn. And in the third movie, which is called Rampage President Down. Also, there are like four of these movies, by the way. It opens with the same guy who again evaded capture and death, killing the president, the vice president, and the secretary of defense at the same time. The bold move. And apparently at the end of the movie, uh, um... They literally stage a, 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 a mass uprising against the elites, and they just go out and kill all the fucking rich people. Damn. Hey, I'll say I'll, I'll say this. I don't care how uh, <laughs> controversial it is. I love Uwe Ball. Oh, for and sure, dude. I'm That's what down it is. for this series. I need to watch these movies. They sound fucking insane. Uh, so that's a big recommendation for me for the, for the week, everyone. I'm going to watch the Rampage movies. You should go watch them, too. It's apparently fucking crazy. Nice. Um, but that's all I got, man. You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. I think I'm good. Okay, cool, cool. Well, uh, 
You can find me on Twitter. I am uh, at MCSurf. I'm at Life of Seth. Uh, you, uh, our, our artist, Marcus Barkley, is actually making a website for himself, and I will, I will share it with everybody once it's ready. Nice. And our uh, theme song is made by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before. Go check out his episodes if you like his work. Um, and yeah, he has a podcast as well called Southern Smackdown, so if you like wrestling, check that out. I did listen to his episode about the Crown Jewel event, a very badly uh, timed thing that uh, WWE probably shouldn't have done. Very interesting stuff they got on there. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a really that's a really cool story, and it's interesting how people, like, even like big names like John Cena, were against it and pulled out of the event. So it's cool to know that people are calling Vince McMahon out on his shit. So yeah, also, check that real, out. Real quick tidbit before we go, I just saw today, literally like five minutes ago, Wilbur Ross. Uh, again, great fucking name, right? Wilbur Ross, yeah. who looks who looks like his name sounds. People, Google him. Believe me, who is our commerce secretary is apparently in the rumors that they're going to kick him out. And do you know who the number one person is in line for his job? Who? Linda McMahon. Really? Dude, not even joking. She's already like small business person or whatever in the, in the Trump administration. They're going to kick her up to fucking uh, Commerce Secretary. Interesting fucking uh, choice there. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you know Donald Trump loves the McMahons, and he loves the WWE. He was on it for a while. Yeah. He also literally believed that when Vince McMahon's uh, limo blew up, that Vince had actually died. Yeah, he thought that was real. He thought that the WWE televised uh, Vince McMahon literally fucking blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> he called them to make sure they were okay. <laughs> oh my God, is he okay? That's 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 what it's literally we did, dude. That's an, he's, he has a mind of a child. Anyway, Donald Trump impression. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I've worked on for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, so we we have uh, uh, we've stopped trying to outrun our problems. We're trying to outlive them. Uh, now that the season's back in, especially fuck Kevin Durant. Hell yeah. Um, uh, you can lead a horse of water if you can get under it. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Illinois podcast, baby. We are out. Out. <laughs>